welcome to the first episode, first official episode of Grow Up With Kirsty. So just going forward before we get started, um, there is a lot of sensitive subjects that are going to be discussed, uh, just as a trigger warning, um, if anyone needs to know. And as usual, there will be helpline and people you can reach out to below. Um, so yeah, let's get started. So I'm just going to start kind of where it all began. I feel like my journey has been like nine, ten years probably been struggling with my mental health I think it all kind of triggered when like I lost my granddad so that was kind of around August 2013 it was like five days before my birthday um so I literally hate my birthday every single year so I feel like it caused a lot of anxiety with me probably because of the fact that like he was my father figure um so growing up like at a very turbulent relationship with my dad and now I'm so okay with it but I suppose I grew up with like a lot of anger as a teenager about it um, and had a lot of issues like definitely surrounding men that is to come um, but yeah I feel like he is definitely someone I relied on when I couldn't rely on my dad and I definitely was very aware of it as a child like of what was going on and I suppose you could say he wasn't home and had a bit of a wandering eye which we won't get into but um yeah, it's definitely something that really affected me. So I definitely relied on my granddad. And when my mom and dad split up, I was only 10. Um, so yeah, he used to collect us from school and we'd go there after school. And even my friends were obsessed with him. Like they used to go up and visit him and stuff. Like he literally was um, the main character in my family, like 100%. And obviously it's, it's so amazing, like the lives he touched, like, and everyone has something good to say about him. Um, but I honestly feel like I lost my dad that day. Um, so definitely, yeah, triggered a lot of anxiety and I would feel it very um, physically, like I would feel it a lot in my stomach. Like, do you know, people like when they struggle with anxiety, they definitely like have it a lot in their chest or like other areas. But I get very physical symptoms, like I'd vomit, like it'd be so bad, couldn't eat, sleep, like. But I suppose looking back to like when I, would just, when was, I was a teenager and like in school, I definitely suffered. But I suppose at that time, like you're looking back, 15 years I anxiety wasn't a thing especially in Ireland being such a closed topic like it's only been so open the last few years um and even at that it's, I feel like it's not where it should be but I definitely feel like I suffered from something a hundred percent um growing up and I had a lot of issues and anger and like was a closed book um for sure which definitely affected me um so yeah so that was August and that all started triggered the anxiety and then I would say like September, October time, it kind of peaked and I literally just couldn't function anymore. Like it really would affect my day-to-day -day life. Um, so I did go to the doctor and of course the first thing in Ireland, I've heard with so many people to be suggested is medication. So I went, to, went on antidepressants and at the time, do you know what, they really did settle it. But more so looking back, um, kind of probably suppressed my emotions as well. So it was kind of, I kind of just got... Like, the more I took medication, I'd just get longer to delay my emotions hitting me, I suppose. So it was really hard to tell my family about it. Because, um, obviously, it was a hard thing for them to accept that I even needed that help. And then also, because it was surrounding, like, my granddad's death, everyone was grieving. And I found it so hard, especially, to talk to, like, my nanny about it. Um, and she's literally my best friend. Um, because of, I don't know, how it, how it was triggered with my granddad and stuff. I just feel like it was such, even more difficult than it almost should have been. Um, so probably around that time, I started heavily drinking. I probably would have always been a little bit of a messer in alcohol, to be honest. But that definitely triggered, like, excessive drinking. Like, just didn't give a fuck. Um, 
like I was aggressive. I was just a bit of an arsehole. Like it actually, I hate looking back at that person I was. I'm obviously not proud of everything I did. Um, but yeah, that's just the way I handled the situation at the time. And it definitely wasn't healthy. Yeah, so I would have been 20 when kind of when it's all going on. So around that time as well, I did um, get into a relationship, which was obviously the worst time to do that because it was just another male figure in my life for me to like lean on. Um, and I definitely was so reliant on him for like my happiness. Like I actually feel so bad because he put up with so much shit, like several, um, several hundred mental breakdowns, like drunk arguments, like just so much shit. Yeah, it was definitely an awful, awful lot for him. Um, and it was just, yeah, another person for me to rely on my life. And yeah, to be honest, he was great. I honestly don't know how he handled my shit. But um, I feel like that continued for a while. And then kind of coming into 2014, I was very like up and down all the time. So I used to get very in arguments that mostly I would cause. Um, I'd get very overwhelmed at my emotions. Like I didn't know how to like process them or anything like that and it came to a point that I actually can't even remember the first time but I began self-harming um so yeah I feel like that was a big um downhill spiral kind of from from then I was very borderline manipulative um like I was very clever where I would self-harm um not for people to see um I kept it very well hidden um, but also, obviously, my boyfriend at the time did become aware of it eventually. And I'd say it was so hard for him because obviously he wanted to go to my family and get me help and all of that. But I literally was so manipulative and I would threaten him. Do you know, I'll never, ever speak to you again if you go and this and that. Um, I promise I'll stop. Like um, I'd tell any lie I could to kind of get out of it almost. I feel like I did it because several reasons. I felt so out of control of my life and my emotions and everything that that was the only thing like I felt like I had, had control over. Drunk, I couldn't control it. Like it would just, it would be the first thing I think of because I'd be messy. I'd be out of control of my actions. And then I'd probably say, have said something stupid to someone. So it would just trigger me completely. And it was more like a punishment to myself for how I'd behaved. I knew my behavior wasn't right, but I also didn't know or probably wasn't willing to um fix it at the time I suppose um because yeah looking back it would have been a lot of hard work I feel that I definitely wasn't ready for um so yeah that was massive yeah so that the self-harm probably went on for on and off a couple of years I would say and it wasn't like all the time I sound like as if I'm justifying it but <laughs> like it definitely wasn't like a daily thing or it would definitely be when I'd um lose control or have done something wrong or anything like that um but yeah at the time I feel like I was more anxious than down so yeah I feel like it all kind of started with anxiety and then kind of escalated definitely from there it was hard to even hold down jobs like I'd be so anxious going to work I'd have a lot of like I still do it now the odd time, but I would decide what someone that someone hates me. I literally would be like, they hate me. Or if I find minutes late from work, I would spend the entire day in work being like, the manager hates me, like she's looking at me, she's thinking this, that and the other. And it was just like such an awful, exhausting pace like to be in my head. So it was definitely like a struggle, especially the fact that I didn't take the step to go to counselling or whatever around that time. I was only 
taking medication and then sometimes increasing it if my anxiety got a little bit too much and then I take the odd Xanax, you know, trying to control it that way, which is just not the right thing. Yeah, kind of the following year, following few months, I started a new job. Um, that was great. It was a little bit closer to home. It was supposed to be all amazing. And then the anxiety just got completely out of control. And I got to the point where I was had really bad social anxiety, which is so hard to believe now because I'm not a socially awkward person. In my head, I am. But I always push, push through it and push myself out of my comfort zone but like it's definitely something I've had to work so hard on and um, but it got to the point I remember one day I was literally in Subway and I went to order my wrap or my foot long or whatever it is and the mom was like what do you like what are you ordering and I just ran ran down the halls of Liffey Valley like I was up the walls um, and then like I get to work and I couldn't go in like I drive to work and I just literally sit in the car Um so that was so hard because it was like affecting me my day to day so much. So I did start to go to see a counsellor and it is honestly the hardest thing ever to find someone like you click with. But I probably should have like tried different therapists, whereas I was more focused on, oh, well, counselling overall just doesn't work for me. So I'm just going to leave it. Um, but instead of like trying out different people, I kind of went to a few sessions and then sometimes like I'd find he'd say something I didn't want to hear or and I'd just be put the foot down and that was the end of it um I did open up about the self-harm at the time um now as little as possible um and I probably would have hidden it a lot still um but yeah he kind of was like I actually think you have depression as well so I actually felt like I was diseased I literally was like that man has told me I have like I am infected um like it was so dramatic but in your head it's such like a terrifying word like even now like I struggle to say the word like I'm definitely more likely to tell people oh like I I get anxious and like down like I will rarely say the term depression and like that is so bad um but yeah that was definitely a turning point um I was distraught I literally remember I cried for three days and I remember coming home to my mom and telling her and she was like no you're not and it's so hard like I've struggled for so many years with like how she took the news um not to be dramatic but like how she um was around that time because I felt like at the time I felt like she was so ashamed um like she just didn't want anyone to know and all of that but like I feel like it was such a protection thing like protecting me from what others would say or protecting me from like I was so vulnerable at the time so like it was definitely a case of like protecting me from what others would say to me or that would be another thing on my plate having to explain myself to others or anything like that and obviously like it's so hard to accept that your child is sick like like physically like when you have a stomach bug like you can see your mom is like oh my god I just want to fix it and especially with like mental illness I feel like you can't fix it. Like, you can't just cure someone. Like, it's awful. Um, and I obviously have had friends around me and, and family members that have struggled um, that I only would have seen probably after that. And now I'm like, I completely get it. I definitely focused a lot of, like, resentment towards her for an awfully long time. But I almost was looking at someone, looking for someone to be angry at, like, all of the time. So she just happened to be one of them people, like, 100%. Um so yeah that was hard and definitely weighed on our relationship for a long time um but yeah so I, I started the new job and 
couldn't go. So it got to a point, like obviously you're on probation and it got to a point where it was a case of, like I just couldn't go to work. So it was a case of, they literally one day were like, Christy, you need to quit or like we have to fire you because of because of your absences or whatever. So yeah, I had to quit my job. Um, me and my mom came up with a whole story of I'll just tell people that I left to start my business and let's put a positive um, swing on it. Um, again, to try not open me up to questions because I couldn't handle it at the time. Um, but also because mental illness is such a hidden thing in Ireland. Like I feel like that's just the normal, like that's not out of the ordinary. Um, like it's a normal thing to do. See, I became a very, a very good liar. <laughs> definitely, like definitely became a good liar. So yeah, I stopped doing the counselling um, when he didn't tell me what I wanted to hear, which is probably not good coming from a man also because of my <laughs> men issues, <laughs> will we call them. Um, so yeah, that probably wasn't going to be ever taken well, like no matter what he said. And probably at the time I probably didn't, I don't know, I probably would have been more comfortable with a woman. On the positive side, I did start my own business. So I was a makeup artist at the time. And it probably was one of the best things. Um, I probably needed a push to do that. So yeah, definitely tried to turn that into a positive like a little bit. So I genuinely don't know how I started or um, functioned to even run a business around that time. But I suppose there was obviously, because I was in makeup, it was very weekend work so I nearly would have lay in bed for like four or five days of the week and then I could have done like two 12-hour days and thought I was cured and the best in the world and it was amazing so it was probably like a good and a bad thing at the same time because of just because of the business it was um and yeah I did work from um a salon at the time so that was good to like you know push me to get out of the house but I feel like I was un I was so unreliable for so many years with jobs because I could actually wake up and have anxiety or be down and be like I'm not going and like it was awful but I just couldn't I couldn't and I'd lie and I'd tell people I have stomach bugs but um yeah I got so socially like so bad at being social that I missed all of my friends 21st so I completely isolated myself and not because I wanted to just because I would literally before I went to an event well, there'd been so many times I'd literally get dressed up and I'd be lovely. Like I got my makeup done one day. I was like, this will be a lovely treat. And I put on the dress and I was like, I can't go and get into the pajamas and have a Chinese and go to bed. And I'd be like, oh, I have the vomiting bug or I have this and that. Again, telling the lies. Um, I just looked like a shit friend that turned up to nothing and flaked and all of that because I couldn't be honest as to why I wasn't there. And yeah, I definitely filled... A lot of my time with distractions, like my business, um, which obviously looked amazing from the outskirts, like that I'd started a business and all of this. I was quite young at the time um, and it was doing so well, but I was just in a shit heap inside. Like, and I had the business for a couple of years, to be fair, and it only probably stopped because I moved abroad eventually. But I did obviously love what I did. I loved making people happy in their wedding days. It was it was such a good distraction as well because when you're in makeup or like hairdressing or anything like that, like people come in and tell you their life stories and all their problems. And I almost was like giving them all this great advice and like helping them fix their lives, even though mine was in a shit heap, like behind closed doors. Um, so it was such a distraction for me. So it was actually probably a really good thing. Yeah, so I definitely think there was pros and cons like the pros where it got me up like at the end of the day 
I was working out of a salon, but I was working for myself. So if I didn't show up to work, like I didn't get paid. So I had to go to work. And once I was kind of up in there, like I was fine. Well, defined fine, but like I could function and all of that. And I did love the people I worked with. So that was obviously like amazing um, and really helped. Um, But yeah, it was definitely hard. And looking back now, like I find it really hard to look at that person I was. Obviously now I try to take the positives out of it and like I don't think if any of that hadn't happened like I wouldn't be where I am today but when I look back like I just see like bad friend, like flaky, unreliable, like I was aggressive, like I was a bad drunk um, and regularly, like everyone fucks up when they drink and like, you know we all make mistakes but like it was a regular occurrence, like I wasn't a nice person so I find that really hard to look back at and like all I can do is literally do better but it's hard not to focus on that and I find that hard especially when I'm at home which is very rare like I went home for a month last Christmas and to be honest I say it's so busy it was fine it was lovely to see everyone but there's so many reminders to like that old person and I feel like I'm a completely different person but obviously again coming back to like what other people think I am going to try not to let it affect me or definitely coming across like it doesn't affect me but I know there's so many people around my hometown and stuff that don't like me because of like me 10 years ago and I completely get it and I also have completely accepted that once I accept myself for who I am now and like I have to just move on with it because I focused for so many years like hating that person and I honestly just can't do it anymore but it it is definitely one of the hardest things I find like about being at home and definitely one of the reasons that I need a fresh start to kind of have new people in my life who knew me for who I actually am now and then I did around that time discover the gym which obviously has led me to where I am today and that honestly for my anxiety when I could get to the gym like when I had the strength to get up and actually physically go to the gym I used to feel so much better after which is definitely now why I've went down the route I I am now into the fitness like a hundred percent So yeah, I feel like that's (laughs) the groundwork covered, as I'd say. Um, And that seems like tough in itself. But yeah, I feel like that's just the basis of kind of how my struggles kind of started, I suppose. Um, I think definitely over the next few years, like things definitely escalated. But I just wanted to give you like a little background to how I kind of struggled and where it all came from um, before we get balls deep in anything else because it is heavy and I'm trying to keep it like as lighthearted as possible but yeah thank you for listening to episode one and hopefully I won't get terrified to make episode two but thank you so much <laughs>